Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, Creator reveals the mystery of Carlos Castaneda and shamanism. And I think I got his name right. I looked it up in Spanish pronunciation. Uh, this is, should be an interesting show, Carl. Uh, you know, there's a lot of different layers, I think, to the whole topic of shamanism and then, you know, supposed occult powers that go with it. And first, you have to get past the idea of whether it's fact or fiction, you know. Do, do these kind of human being even have such abilities? And then once you get past that, then you can start asking all the other questions about what are they? How do you get them? Is there a morality test involved? Uh, it's a very complex topic. Yes, indeed. And this might seem like a historical relic to many. Our younger viewers or listeners won't have heard of him, probably. But he's representative of a whole body of beliefs all around the planet because shamans are very much a figure in indigenous people's cultures all around the planet and there are shamans among us in every country doing spiritual things healing uh, maneuvers and so on so th- this is a, a, a useful topic to explore this isn't just some kind of esoteric sort of spiritual archaeology going on here Indeed. Uh, Castaneda was an academic. He wrote a number of books that are quite popular. Uh, You can still get them. They're still in print. And um, he explores the whole experience he had with supposedly meeting a uh, a Mexican shaman named Don Juan Matus and uh, his whole apprenticeship with that. So it's a fascinating journey, no matter the level less. We'll get right into it. We've got a lot to cover. U.S. creator... Anyone who takes more than a passing interest in multicultural spiritual topics will inevitably encounter the writings of Carlos Castaneda. Wikipedia has this to say about Dr. Castaneda. His books were ethnographic accounts describing his apprenticeship with a traditional man of knowledge or shaman identified as Don Juan Matus, allegedly a Yaqui Indian from northern Mexico. The veracity of these books was doubted from the original publication, and they are now widely considered to be fictional, end quote of the Wikipedia quote. Yet for anyone who takes serious time to study his works, it seems almost impossible to draw the same conclusion this is entirely a work of fiction. What is Creator's perspective on Castaneda and his life's work? All right, this is what I channeled from the creator of all that is. These are Creator's words. As strange and unsettling as it might be to those critics who dismiss this body of work entirely as fiction, we can tell you this was based on an actual interchange of human relationships by the author and his shaman friend who guided him and revealed many, many insights that Castaneda was probing. The important thing to keep in mind is that no human is an accurate reporter in all ways at all times based solely on their own life experience. You are all working in the dark, and that includes the more advanced among you, the latter being blessed by some greater intuitive reach and perhaps a keen inner desire and dedication to study life forces and the esoteric phenomena that are in the borderland, 
the interface between the material world and the etheric plane from your perspective. Reality extends through multiple dimensions. So it is directly possible to have supernormal, paranormal, whatever you might want to call it, experiences of all kinds. And to be within realms beyond your understanding as a material being in physical form. This is not to say that all that was discussed was accurate and true. After all, these were learnings by an individual who, though advanced in many ways, was still very much an earthling wanting to spread his wings and being largely in ignorance and also corrupted in ways to limit his understanding of things. As such, he still rose above the average person in depth of knowledge and understanding of the workings of consciousness as an energy, the so-called second attention to be described here. And that gives him validity and value in using his observations as a springboard for a deeper discussion with us about things of interest. Well, that certainly is. If you're a critic, this is a big revelation. What did you think of this channeling, Carl? Well, I approached it with a little bit of skepticism. I read his works back in the day. I was kind of drawn to it, and I was a seeker without really expecting to find much of anything, you know, but (laughs) it turns out there was a reason for me being a seeker, and that's what I'm doing right now. So I look back on that, and, you know, and I wondered myself, was this someone who maybe had some intuitive reach, but might be um, manipulated and giving false information as much as accurate information? There are a lot of deceivers out there right now deceiving the spiritual community. The whole New Age movement is a deception. So one has to be careful. So so I was surprised, frankly, by what I learned. And But I, I know the possibility of everything that's discussed is true and real because I've seen it and experienced it in other settings. Well, basically what we got is that we got a gray answer from creator. You know, Castaneda is neither all right nor all wrong. So somewhere in the spectrum is his material. So it's interesting. Yeah, and I was prepared to just throw this whole thing out, you know, based on question number one. Interesting. Truly, you know, <laughs> because if creator said, well, this guy was sort of marginal and, you know, and I get that sometimes, and, and mostly about channelers because most of them are being duped, you know, so, right. but not the case. We're, there's, something, there's some gold here to be mined. Let's go whining. <laughs> you ask creator, it seems incredible to live our Western secular lives and be almost completely ignorant of the extraordinary spiritual heritage possessed by American indigenous peoples. Castaneda's mentor, Don Juan Matus, is a most mysterious figure indeed. From the time of the Spanish Cortez, indigenous shamanistic traditions have been brutally suppressed and pushed into the background. Castaneda writes of Don Juan in The Eagle's Gift, He told me that if I wanted to fly, I had to summon the intent of flying. He showed me then how he himself could summon it and jumped in the air and soared in a circle like a huge kite, or he would make things appear in his hand. He said he knew the intent of many things and could call these things by intending them. All this sounds extraordinary, but we know Jesus could do these things. The Hindus have a word city to describe these capabilities that we regard as miraculous. The message was that these abilities were obtained by anyone with access to a knowledgeable mentor and who was willing to dedicate themselves fully to the pursuit. What is Creator's perspective? And these are Creator's words. 
As bizarre and improbable as this sounds, we can tell you that it is possible for a human being to perform such feats. This is the reason many have dreams of experiencing levitation and transforming things through the power of intention alone, at least seemingly. There are many miraculous seeming phenomena that are simply the ability of consciousness to impinge on forms of energy you see as solid to change its properties, to make it weightless, for example. And this, in effect, is simply physics, although not of a sort appreciated yet by mainstream science in your culture. This indeed is an advanced application of consciousness with an inner focused attention that believes totally in the possibility of achieving the effect in question. It is somewhat akin to feats of strength. The reason some can lift a thousand pound weight and others cannot make it move whatsoever is visually obvious in sizing up the physique of the weightlifters in this example. They cannot both be slight of build with scant musculature. One will always be superior visibly in physical prowess by virtue of their physical build. The power of consciousness within from individual to individual cannot be assessed by appearance of the person possessing that consciousness. It calls on qualities that are soul-based and not really a part of the physical being at all. So that which is paranormal or extraordinary involving things beyond the normal senses and physical constraints will be a flow of consciousness coming from the soul level. There is no ready yardstick to predict who will have a greater reach into their soul than someone else. But that is the basis for the ability to perform such manipulations of mind over matter. There are many examples, including, in fact, displays of great physical strength, where a sleight of build yogi can resist the force of 10 men trying to move him without seeming to move a muscle. And that is because that operation does not require muscles at all. It is entirely an energetic display of a kind that is invisible, but quite powerful indeed. Wow, boom, this is a, another big revelation. Humans, the capacity, the capability is innately there to perform miracles. You know, it's really just a question of whether you've mastered the skill or, or can access it. You know, it's kind of like the same thing of somebody who picks up a guitar and is a natural genius almost from the start. You know, they they have the a musical ability embedded in their in their whole soul, their whole being. We don't question that. You know, we understand that's real. But a lot of people have never really sat down and thought, were the powers that Jesus had to perform miracles? Was it real? And we're being told here, yes, it is. Yeah, it, it is, absolutely. And I've known many people who can do amazing things and often take it for granted. They're often children because they're not yet at a place where they have come to disbelieve in their ability of their mind to make things happen. Kids are imaginative, and that's for a reason. It's their creativity on display. I had a client one time, and we were just kind of chatting, and she told me, when you know, when I was a little girl, I could hold a branch from a plant in my hand or a bush, and I could make the flowers bloom on the spot. Yeah. They, would just, they would just burst forth. Wow. I can't do it anymore, but I did it as a little girl. I wonder what that was, you know. Well, I've heard other people who have done that same thing. This is what we're talking about, mind right. over matter. Absolutely. You asked, Creator, it seemed the key and focus of learning to perform miracles in the waking state 
was to learn to do these things first in the dream state. Without mastery of the dream world, there could not be mastery of the physical world. Nearly all of Castaneda's training was focused on gaining mastery of the dream world, or the second attention, as Don Juan called it. It is assumed that the second attention is a synonym for our intuitive faculties. Our waking state is the first attention. Mastery of the second attention or intuitive faculties was the principal pursuit of the shaman and the source of his knowledge and ability to be used in service to his people. The sorcerer, on the other hand, is one who works to attain the same mastery, but only to serve the self and the pursuit of power and control over others. What is creator's perspective? All right, the creator tells us the description of accessing the dream state as a pathway to greater intuitive reach and power of the sort that it can exhibit phenomena like mind over matter is indeed a clue about the mechanism involved. With consciousness and the level of the mind most adept and most capable of bringing such things about, the part of the mind with the greatest intuitive reach and the greatest array of resources and capability is the deep subconscious, still undiscovered by mainstream science, but rather by your channel and all that implies. What is taking place in the description of developing extraordinary talent through the intuitive capability and turning to the dream state is that the latter is a bridge between levels of consciousness. What occurs in the dream state can be a projection of the deep subconscious, and that could include teaching and important insights about things the person wants to know and further develop. Because there is a keen interest and commitment in doing so, the deep subconscious will do its best to communicate, but cannot talk to the conscious self directly. The only path left is through communication during the dream state and helping to arrange things so that a person will recall them upon awakening and then have them go into long-term memory accessible by the conscious level of the mind to be utilized and practiced. The intuitive realm can be reached by the conscious self with practice, but it will not have a large part of the mind privy to the storehouse of knowledge accumulated by the deep subconscious. In being able to review the Akashic records and other repositories of consciousness to a much greater level of detail and certainty. So the average person confined mostly to the conscious level of perception is quite limited in functional capability. The application of the intuitive reach and what it might show you, as in all actions, will influence what comes next. If this leads to something good, something beneficial, new growth and learning, it will be a benefit and a positive contribution to human awareness and knowledge. On the other hand, when the power of intuitive reach is directed towards causing harm or serving the self in a pursuit of power and control in answer to jealousy, greed, or satisfying the ego, wanting to be seen as better than others, such dark impulses will corrupt potentially everything the person does. And that includes their intuitive explorations and consequences. The sorcerer is a perpetrator of evil. It might not start out that way. It might simply be a desire to regain a level playing field by someone who has been harmed and wants to fight back. But pursuing power is a very slippery slope. It almost always creates a false reward because that power in coming from somewhere leaves a vacuum 
And if evil fills that vacuum, what you are doing in drawing to yourself something not earned creates two pockets of distortion. The first in leaving a deficit that will cause harm to others. The second being acquisition of unearned power and it will harm the self in causing a corruption to drag you down and taint all you do. You can be sure that the law of karma will reckon with these distortions and at some point all of the personal gains you might acquire through manipulations of consciousness will be taken away and then some because corruption and negativity will spread to infect others through your actions and their resulting pain and suffering will be on your head. Many have fallen into the temptations of the path of the sorcerer and it can be a long road to return to even where they were before, let alone make real and lasting gains in their soul's journey and development. Well, I think that last sentence kind of says an awful lot about the, uh, the hazards of the path of sorcery. Um, and, you know, mentioned earlier at the top of the show, the, the incredible ego temptation that would be involved in having miraculous powers, you know, being able to exert over others. But, you know, it's interesting that Creator says here that there's a deficit at acquiring unearned power. I've never really heard that phrase before. Well, this is talking about the metaphysics, the actual physics involved with energy of which consciousness is comprised. There's various forms of energy, different kinds of frequencies, you might think of it as uh, certain kinds of vibrations. And also it's modulated by an intention. And, and so this is complicated and we don't understand all the details as human beings as yet. It's beyond our pay grade at the moment. But we're getting important clues to how this all works. And one of the most important things to understand about shamanic realms is avoid the dark aspects and the temptation to use it for personal gain and empowerment in a way that could harm other people because that will harm you in the end. I have many clients who have been subject to high-level psychic attacks by such people and they can literally be deadly if they're intense enough and prolonged enough and the person becomes too weak. So this is nothing to trifle with. No. And there, there are ways to get such knowledge, and it's never a good idea because there is a lot of evil out there, and it will wrap itself around you and smother you in the end. Trust yeah. me on this. I, I <laughs> Absolutely, I do, Carl, trust you on that because I think that's really one of the big caveats with this whole thing is not only is it a tremendous personal temptation and you're flirting with you know, personal danger and just in the temptation aspect of it, but man, we're in a war zone. It's a hazardous, you know, astral plane environment out there. And you start foraying into that without experience, without without knowledge, you're opening yourself up to all kinds of problems. So big, big warning signs here for sure. Uh, check us out, gavewisdom.com. Download the Lightworker Healing Protocol ebook and learn about the, the very best way to solve these kinds of problems at getwisdom.com slash LHP. And we'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right for this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. 
At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to segment seven of this week's Get Wisdom. We're talking about uh, what Creator reveals about Dr. Carlos Castaneda and shamanism, indigenous shamanism. And uh, again, just as a recap, you know, Castaneda uh, wrote a series of books back in the 60s and 70s uh, that are widely controversial. <laughs> Many people dismiss them as fiction, but we have since learned just in this channeling alone that uh, that he was based on real experiences and he had a real relationship with a real shaman. And there are real shamans out there. There are more modern and elegant ways to use such capabilities. That's what we're doing at Get Wisdom in our perspective, because we want it to be informed on a very deep level, especially mechanistically, and to really get to the heart of things. And that is encountering the divine and reckoning with its role in the creation of life and in keeping things going. And our need for it to survive this experience, as it turns out. Oh, yes. Yes. There's a lot at stake. U.S. creator, Castaneda wrote, The power that governs the destiny of all living things is called the eagle. The eagle is devouring the awareness of all the creatures that, alive on Earth a moment before and now dead, have floated to the eagle's beak like a ceaseless swarm of fireflies to meet their owner, their reason for having had life, for awareness is the eagle's food. This seems like an incomplete description of the creator of all that is, accurate to a point, but missing the quality of love and the desire on the part of the creator for partnership with his creations. This is further reflected in this passage. The eagle, that power that governs the destinies of all living things, reflects equality at once, reflects equally at once all those living things. There is no way, therefore, for man to pray to the eagle, to ask favors, to hope for grace. The human part of the eagle is too insignificant to move the whole. These are the words of Don Juan Matus. And we're asking, as powerful as Matus was, as Don Juan was, was Don Juan missing the forest for the trees with this answer of his? What can Creator tell us? All right, and Creator says, we would say you have hit the nail on the head and seeing there is indeed something missing here. And this wise and knowing shaman had, in fact, a blind spot in his thinking and awareness that the force behind all he saw and did energetically was, in fact, a consciousness fully aware of him 
and all his doings and the lives in fine detail of everyone and everything else, all creatures great and small. So the shaman was appreciating the interconnectedness of everything, and that somehow this traced back to some kind of fundamental energy of origin with some kind of mysterious meaning, but not one that could be fully comprehended and described, and certainly not in any detail. That is why the, the description turned to the symbolism of the eagle as a kind of metaphor representing something above the earth, something lofty, something that can soar and is not constrained, but still mysterious in its workings and with an unstated and unknown reason for existence and agenda. You see this dilemma in the teachings of most indigenous peoples. There is an intuitive appreciation of something greater out there and sometimes varying awareness and description of that mysterious cause of force having a purposeful influence on things, as in causing storms, for example, that could be rewards or punishment. You see this in the Native American cultures talking of Mother Earth and Father Sky and many symbolic representations of actual phenomena concerning the existence of spirits and the great spirit above all. The idea of interaction in a purposeful way is a more advanced notion that was not usually thought to be possible on a personal level. This is why many indigenous peoples have rituals done by groups. The entire village, for example, engaging in a ceremony of some kind with music, song, or chanting, and sometimes a ritual sacrifice to pay homage to the great force beyond that was poorly understood, and the best they could do was appeal to it in human terms, assuming that making a sacrifice, even of the life of another human being, would be recognized as something of great value and the highest of tributes because it was surrendered through suffering, pain, and grief of surviving friends and family. That, to be sure, depicts the level of importance seen in this great force beyond needing appeasement with some attempt to cultivate at least a relationship where the humans are accepted and seen as being in good standing. That is a far cry from the personal one-on-one -on -one partnership available to all for the asking that is governed by your own mind, but will always be heard and acted upon from our side, even if you cannot see or hear us, we see and hear you, and things will flow from there. Okay, I think this is a monumentally important question and answer. Because essentially, this is getting at the heart of what we stand for here at Get Wisdom, which is establishing a partnership with Creator. And effectively, here we have Don Juan saying that such a partnership is not even possible. Well, who's right? Get Wisdom or Don Juan? And we're finding out from Creator that it's actually Get Wisdom that's right on this. And, and this is the point I wanted to make earlier, is that um, the ability to manipulate energy and uh, alter physical reality is not a measure of the wisdom of the individual involved, whether they have all the answers or not. You know, do you, Eric Clapton is considered one of the best guitarists in the world, but do you consider him wise beyond all measure, Carl? You know, it, it's really, performing miracles is a skill, but it doesn't necessarily beat the be all and end all. And a real quick point I want to make is if we think about the movie Star Wars, and uh, the Jedi is a kind of the shaman, right? And it's a fictional account, but yet, Creator has told us in previous shows that. 
the Star Wars saga is based on a lot of divine inspiration. So if we take that as, as meaningful, think of Luke Skywalker in the snow cave when he's reaching for his lightsaber and struggling to get it to move to his hand. So the point is there's gradations of, of miraculous powers, gradations of knowledge, and somebody can be very adept at performing miracles and at the same time not have a clue about partnering with Creator, Carl. Well, we all are a miracle in many respects, and we take it for granted because there's so many of us and so so many miracles, it yeah. seems ordinary. <laughs> but I assure you it isn't. This didn't happen by chance. It didn't happen through evolution. It was planned. It was created through an intelligent force and a loving force. So your your comment about Eric Clapton, I would say, he was showing his divinity in his music. Sure, absolutely. People see what he did as a miracle because they are tone deaf or their you know their their musical talent is meager and feeble, and they see that and they're in awe of him. Right. Well, he didn't have a full rounded persona. None of us does, but talent is what you allow to be expressed and partly your life mission as well, what you might need for what you're setting out to do. So it's, it's a wide topic, but it each is. aspect and each facet reflected in a person and who they are that makes them unique and distinctive is a part of the whole. It is a part of the divine. And we can tap into that more directly. This is what I do as a channeler. I'm not a literary genius. I can't take 10 questions from you and sit down in an hour and a half and spew out answers that are really gems of their own. That's coming from somewhere beyond me. Yes. And I believe it to be creator. And it hasn't failed us yet. And, and having a balanced view that's love-based, but also recognizes evil for what it is. And that's the piece that's missing in most of the so-called spiritual narratives so we need to wise up and step into our power more than we have and at least know that we have power we can call on from the divine to make up for our shortcomings. And we need a lot of that right now. Absolutely. Well, speaking of evil, we're actually going to look at that real quickly here. Castaneda wrote, Don Juan said, there is nothing more dangerous than the evil fixation of the second attention or evil mastery of the intuitive faculties. When warriors, which he uses as a term for seekers, seers, or shaman sorcerers, learn to focus on the weak side of the second attention, nothing can stand in their way. They become hunters of men, ghouls. Even if they are no longer alive, they can reach their prey through time as if they are present here and now. How big is the problem of dead, evil sorcerers? Are these some of the human hybrid spirits that seem to have partnered with the fallen angelics? If they were particularly adept sorcerers when alive, might their powers even exceed that of some of the fallen angelics, similar in the way that Anunnaki spirits managed to control and repurpose the fallen angelics and fallen angelics for evil aims? Okay, well, there's a lot in this question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is an Olympic <laughs> question, and it uses a lot of jargon and terminology that everyone will understand. But there are extraterrestrial spirits, and Anunnaki are an example of an extraterrestrial species. They're probably at the head of that. The line in terms of bringing savagery to our uh, to our earth, and when they die, they don't go back to heaven many times because they don't believe in it. Right, and trapped in this depravity they created by moving away from the divine, and so did the angelics under Lucifer. It's talked about in the Bible. 
So those are the fallen angelics. They're the so-called demons people talk about. We call them spirit meddlers. And there are human spirits who become earthbound, and they cause people no end to trouble because they'll attach to them and then often are seeking harm, or at least they're highly troubled and they rub off and, and cause emotional problems and worse. We're asking so, about a particular category here, which is actually dead sorcerers. So these yes. are, so, these are yes. dead humans with powers. Well, and if you think about this, the criminals amongst us are less likely to return to the light on average than than someone who has an upright, good citizen life because they're more in divine alignment and they'll have a little more strength to work with, to see the light callers coming that, to greet them. Everyone is invited back, no matter who they are. Right. But some people are more able to get back home than others. And so when someone who's evil in the physical goes into the lower astral plane as a spirit, and they retain that evil perspective, look out below, because oh, yeah. they can still cause harm. So this is what Creator says. This is an insightful description of real phenomena. The evil in wanting to manipulate others for power and control through the intuitive reach tempts many and draws them into a state of corruption causing great harm to those around them. When it is easy to harm others in order to preserve the self and do so without leaving visible traces, it is impossible to prove such mischief and obtain relief in most cases from the legal system or even many times recruit supportive friends and family if they do not believe in such phenomena that, are, that they are possible and attribute the complaints and suffering of the victim to a mental imbalance from the inability to believe their story. In prior eras, everyone was conversant with the now esoteric realms and the power of the darkness to cause harm through the thoughts of those who may be living or even having passed on, somehow able to continue a campaign of terror and manipulation through their thoughts and the power of the hatred they displayed while alive. All of this is true. Those lost soul human spirits that become earthbound who have had a history of using their mind with various types of dark arts to effect curses and other manipulations of their human victims, may well not stop when they transition from the body and remain earthbound because they are not a vibrational match to the heavenly realms and will likely not even see the light callers who come to greet them and guide them home. They will be preyed on by the dark fallen angelic spirits looking for energy and often recruited by the extraterrestrial spirits you speak of to become a kind of human weapon that is invisible but can be deadly in carrying out a focused campaign of destruction against the living through mounting high-level psychic attacks to harm people and even things around them. Your channel has done many clearings of properties where such hybrid spirits have wreaked havoc, breaking appliances, damaging things and causing disruptions and delays and human misery. All the while they are harming the living, dark spirits of all kinds are digging a grave for themselves. The dark fallen angelics are on the road to oblivion. The human and extraterrestrial dark spirits can be rescued more readily, but all can be saved 
in effect, they are leading you closer and closer to a dark fate through their manipulations. The challenge for humanity is to heal all such perpetrators. If that is accomplished, there will be nothing but a positive path. People may still choose to move along at fast or slow as a consequence of their perspectives, but as far but it has a far better dichotomy than choosing between moving forwards or backwards and what that will bring. Well, we get another emphatic answer that, yes, evil sorcerers are a potential problem. And in fact, you know, Don Juan, we, in the quote, the question said that, they, you know, these dead sorcerers can actually reach through time to attack their victims. So this is a hazard for even you and me in this modern environment now. So it, it speaks to having a solution to deal with this problem. But in order to really, you know, know that it's important to latch on to the problem, you have to understand the or latch on to the solution for the problem. You have to understand that A, there is a problem, and B, the extent of the problem. And in this case, there is a problem and it's huge. So we really need a powerful solution, Carl. Well, and it takes power to deal with this kind of thing because of free will. And that's what got us here. Free will allowed evil to sprout. And then it became the responsibilities of those around that evil who have free will to recognize it and deal with it. That's what we're doing in bringing in the divine. I have a client right now who's being attacked by what she calls a warlock, you know, a male version of a witch. Sure, sure. And she's not far wrong. This is someone who practiced dark arts. And I am told by creator, they've had multiple lives together. And she harmed him in one of those lives, and now he wants revenge, and he's followed her into her current life as a spirit, uh, and is yes. attacking her, trying to kill her. Yeah. Yep. And, and she's in constant physical pain as a consequence. She's still breathing, but this is no way to live. Right. So the, these forces can be quite nasty and quite real. So we're not telling you this to, to cause fear and keep you up at night. We're here because these things do happen. People harm one another with dark thoughts all the time in low-level ways, you know, sniping at you, bickering, sabotage, you know, in the workplace, backstabbing, you know, starting rumors, you know, and getting in with the boss and telling tales about you. Those things happen all the time in, in offices and, and other uh, job settings, and, and it's very nasty. And it's yes. a form of evil in a lower level way. But, but, but still, this psychic intention of dislike and hatred will go out to your victim and stick. And it will darken them. And, it, and it's, a, it's, it's a wounding. Yeah, it's it, just it, like you slapped them or kicked them in the sensitive zone. And, and that will have a consequence for you if you're the perpetrator. And it's even worse than that. It's really like sticking a, a crosshairs on them, or or, a, or you know, it's taping the the uh, paper to the back of their back. You know, it says "kick me," and then people start coming up and kicking them. It's like, why are people kicking me, right? You know, um, so you get that ball rolling. You're going to be responsible for all the outsiders that pile on. You know, so it's a it's a very uh, hazardous road to go down, Carl. Well, unfortunately. People are moving away from religion, which is, the, you know, a path to God. It's not the only one. And unfortunately, that has become quite corrupted and divisive. So now you have religions fighting with each other. I mean, what is holy about that? My goodness. Yeah. 
And it's not, it's not just the path to God thing, which, of course, is of monumental importance. But, it, but in many ways, religion throughout the ages has been your first aid kit for this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's fallen short, frankly, yeah. because it didn't have all the answers. And it still doesn't. And we're, we're here to bring divine wisdom directly from the source yes. and, and give you creator's words in describing what we're facing, why that happens, and what to do about it. This is this is something really new to the planet in this form with such fidelity and completeness and accuracy. We've had many prophets, but mostly working through psychic means. And so they get impressions. Right. They get things symbolically. And then they have to turn that into their own words somehow and convey that in its meaning. And they do fairly well. But it doesn't have quite the same power and authenticity as a description word for word that describes accurately the phenomena you face and and how you can work to change it this is a new ball game but time is getting short to to actually get in the game and then win we yes. know it's possible but we have to make the uh, the move you well, and i and everyone hearing these words has to sign on and do their part reaching out to creator asking for deliverance and healing for the interlopers, especially to get them off our neck. We'll be back with more good wisdom right after this. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at GetWisdom.com. That's contact at GetWisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Give Wisdom. We're looking at the writings of Dr. Carlos Castaneda and indigenous shamanism and what Creator has to say about them all. And uh, so far, Creator has quite a bit to say, and it's all fascinating, Carl. Well, this is a learning journey and an opportunity to see from that perspective. This is kind of a slice of our culture globally because of all the different indigenous peoples 
who have shamanism as an aspect of how they live their lives because everybody needs some spiritual help in whatever way they can sense that. And that's what shamans do. They, they bridge that gap for people. And so they're sort of like a pastor. They're sort of like a religious figure who, in an informal way, a more uh, natural way, provide that service. And this is something open to everyone to get better at doing, to use your own intuitive ability and cultivate it. And it will help you in many ways. And even without any intuition, if you reach out to the Almighty, you'll be answered and help will be given. It might be over time, but it will happen. Indeed. U.S. creator Castaneda wrote, All archaeological ruins in Mexico, especially the pyramids, were harmful to modern man. He, Don Juan, depicted the pyramids as foreign expressions of thought and action. He said that every item, every design in them was a calculated effort to record aspects of attention that were totally alien to us. For Don Juan, it was not only ruins of past cultures that held a dangerous element in them, Anything which was the object of an obsessive concern had a harmful potential. For a tourist to pick up such an object found in ancient ruins and take it home can be dangerous in the extreme. What is Creator's perspective? All right, Creator tells us, All such archaeological relics were created as a consequence of extraterrestrial presence, dominating the humans of that time and essentially treating them as slaves. This continues today in their running the world from behind the scenes. The dark interlopers running things have been present throughout human history and contaminated everything about the earth and its makeup and inhabitants. You are different genetically. You are different culturally. You are different karmically than you were at the time of creation. It is all owing to the corruption brought your way by interactions with the interlopers directly and indirectly through psychic manipulation of you by their superior minds. What they lack is superior hearts. And that is why all they do is tainted and quite limited with a selfish perspective that is self-serving for their benefit at your expense. This is why human institutions mimic theirs and are equally savage in being power hierarchies rather than communal and sharing with tolerance and love as the currency. The courtings present in an object with dark past associations will persist because consciousness persists and any creation of consciousness will persist. So in effect, such an object is like having a mobile phone connection to the interlopers and it puts you more closely in their orbit on a personal level to have something in your possession originating with them, at least in the sense of the energetics imposed on an object. Believe us when we tell you, you do not want a direct interaction with those beings. The false disinformation campaigns to promote the idea that extraterrestrials are benevolent and here to help you is a manipulation from first to last. It is a lie. It is being promoted to ensnare you, to make you complacent, more vulnerable and allowing. It is a siren song that can destroy you if you do not resist. 
Any such physical object is like a beacon, an impossible means of projecting energy to you for nefarious purposes at a minimum, subliminal programming to shape your beliefs, lower your resistance, and at worst, to stir up within you any potential for wrongdoing or evil to change how you are, how you act, and potentially recruit you in doing harm. It might only be to attend a mass rally that foments fear and divisive political rhetoric, but it could also be a mass demonstration that turns to violence and draws you into criminality. Such things are going on all over the planet, and it is orchestrated through an energetic manipulation of people's minds to exploit and manipulate them to become, in effect, a minion serving the darkness. Wow, it's always amazing how we start off with one topic and creator quickly inserts the extraterrestrials into the answer. But in this case, the extraterrestrials are the answer to a lot of these ancient ruins and to the effect that they've had on them energetically with a lot of artifacts. You know, this whole analogy of, of like a stone, like a carving perhaps that's picked up in an ancient ruin being like a mobile telephone that could be used to program your subconscious mind. That is incredible stuff, Carl. Well, it, this is how they do their mischief. They manipulate through consciousness, and they use technology as an adjunct, but it can be done through physical objects of all kinds. Stones and crystals, for example, if they're programmed to be on their wavelength and not a divine one. So there's, there's a lot of aspects to this we can't get into in detail. But the world isn't safe, and people are acting crazy, and this is the reason, people. It isn't something in the water, right? Well, unless it's placed there by ETs to be a transponder for their propaganda and the deep mind. They, they do that. Yes, yes. But, well, well, uh, water this, can this hold is, vibrations, too. So, <laughs> Well, this is, this is an evil force. Yes, and it's a, one we need to contend with, for sure. U.S. Creator, it's clear that the path of the shaman, as described by Castaneda, is a quite foreign, potentially dangerous spiritual pursuit, not supported by or even compatible with our modern life. Can Creator share with us how empowered prayer work and the lightworker healing protocol are the safer and easier way to eventually achieve the same goals pursued by the shamanic seers of indigenous peoples? Will a more modern, easier, and safer shamanism path emerge after the interlopers have left and, and before ascension of humanity, assuming we get there? And Creator tells us, you are encompassing in your question the true reason for human existence and your destiny and the reason for the journey. The problem of evil is ascendant in your galaxy a series of civilizations becoming corrupted by the influence of the fallen angels to darken things and turn people away from the light, to tempt them in adopting selfish perspectives and to seek power and control as an ultimate goal. And the slippery slope of this temptation is engulfed prior civilizations of extraterrestrials who are now functional psychopaths living through advanced technology as slave masters over everyone and everything in your galaxy. This is a force you cannot challenge directly. You lack the wherewithal to oppose them. This is a divine level problem and indeed the divine has the wherewithal to rein them in and even transform them in healing the evil that is all pervasive. You are needed as a spokesperson from the human level in the physical realm because this is a problem within the physical dimensions. 
It arose there and needs to be healed there. Someone must seek this in a serious way and go about it in a way that has a chance of success. Because the divine is necessary, you need us. Otherwise, it will not happen. The key in reaching out and enabling us to act on your behalf is to do the outreach. That is what prayer is for. Learning how to pray, what to pray for, and how to go about it to obtain the greatest effectiveness you are teaching in the principles of empowered prayer through your outreach to the world by Get Wisdom as a platform. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is a much more detailed healing tool that consists of highly integrated and defined requests for divine healing and repair and removal as is most appropriate for every potential source of negativity influencing a being to right the wrongs of history and their current dilemma and their future extension currently underway but containing the follow-on from current difficulties and traumas. Healing through the Lightworker Healing Protocol can be applied to all time domains. All the lifetimes of all beings can be worked on and set right. That is the potential benefit you can unleash in reaching out to us through this tool. There are no risks to you because prayer and any form of prayer as an advanced healing work involving us is automatically shielded from outside awareness. Even the advanced interlopers in your midst cannot see what you are doing. Because they are not believers being atheists, they will have no particular fear of you thinking about God or interacting with God because to them it is a fairy tale and they are happy to see you be primitive and misguided from their perspective. That is their Achilles heel and the fact that their service to their own ego has weakened them, the fact their exalted position is based on a house of cards has made them cowards as well. You are the brave, and you are the mighty. This is the true meaning of the saying in the scriptures. It is the meek who shall inherit the earth. The love-based earthling they see as a primitive and weak and worthless race of beings in ignorance of the reality that love conquers all and is the prescription for your rescue. The ultimate healing will be a return to better function, greater happiness, robust health and vibrancy, and being able to live together with harmony and tremendous satisfaction in the doings. You cannot get there without attending to this obstacle. Humans are not ready to ascend, nor is the planet. There are too many global weaknesses, deficiencies, and degradations that need to be healed and cleaned up. That will only happen when the problem of the interlopers is dealt with. They need healing as well. They do not need to be healed completely at this stage. Only enough they choose to withdraw. That will give you time to heal and move up to a grander way of living, and you will be more effective than ever in helping those in need. You must choose to be on that path, and it is an individual set decision for each one of you. The sooner you learn and absorb this message for what it represents and make that choice and reach out to us to say, I am here, I want to be aboard this grand procession and get to work with prayer and healing outreach on a daily basis, the better your life will become and the more joyous your existence, even under the difficult circumstances of your world at the moment. There is your charter. This is what you can do to help yourself reach out 
and make a difference. Yes. We've learned real quickly that uh, the path of the shaman is real, but it is not the path that's going to save humanity, Carl. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is the means for doing that. Get that at getwisdom.com slash LHP. That's all we have for this show, people. Thank you very, very much. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 